Well, good morning. They say good morning back the minute I speak. <laughs> and welcome. Welcome on this morning of the first full day of this summer school. Maybe you're still dubious, still a little bit overwhelmed. If so, an especial welcome to you. We need you here. Maybe you're raring to go, excited, a bit restless. If so, an especial welcome to you. We need you here. Maybe you carry hurt within you this morning, a longing for those at home, a longing for those who in other years might have been here with you. If so, an especial welcome to you. We need you here. Maybe you carry joy within you, a passion for what we're about to do, comfort in being amongst those who mean much to you, and if so, an especial welcome to you. We need you here. And maybe, just maybe, you hold within you a mixture of all of those things. Maybe inside you there is a swirling storm of emotions and feelings, and if so, an especial welcome to you. We need you here. Without you, we would be the less. So you, yes, you are welcome here. I've asked Barbara to light our child's candle for us this morning. We light this tiny candle in a bright room in daytime. Maybe we wonder why. Maybe we wonder if the small light it gives is worth the energy given to create it. Maybe we wonder if this tiny light, with no practical application, should matter. But it matters. It brings us together. It holds us together in peace, and it shines as we can shine. Amen. Amen. So let's sing. We're in the purple book. Does anybody, <coughs> does everybody who would need a large print have a large print copy? If not, Robin will. No, is everybody fine? We can look. Oh. So then let's join in hymn number 194, We Light the Flame, hymn 194. <laughs>
Let's take some time now to gather. Let's take time to be fully, entirely, wholeheartedly here. Let us take some time to settle into this place and into this gathering. The place and the gathering made sacred by our being here with sacred intention. And let us call for a blessing. Let us call for a blessing on this place that it may be made sacred and on this gathering that we may bring to it all that we are able and that we may receive from it all that we need. Let us be together for a brief moment of quiet. often at these big services when we've got children present we get them to perform to act for us you know how you get asked up the front and you do a thing and you do it really well and then at the end we all applaud and it's all over well we're actually going to change that round a bit i'm going to ask i'm going to invite any of the young people who want to to come to the front but it's not so you can perform it's so you can watch any of the adults who are brave enough perform and judge them. <laughs> so would you like to come to the front and watch them? Because this will work better if you've got your backs to me. The only thing I do ask of you is at the end, when we've finished this story, if you feel the adults have done really well, I want you to tip your heads on one side and go, Aww. <laughs> Because we do do that when you finish, you go. <laughs> so I need you not to look at bits of paper that I'm holding up because I want some volunteers. You can stay where you are. I've already planted one. <laughs> I want some volunteers to act out some animals for me. And I want you to see if you can work out what on earth they're doing. Okay, so as we tell this story, there's a way I might slip up and I might say the word I want you to act and then it's all given away, but that's on me. So, have we got enough people so that Marta's not doing this on her own? <laughs> <laughs> Alright then. Okay. But how's it going to start? I'll do it, it's my job. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a... <laughs> 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 
was a very lovely fish. It says that here. It was a very lovely fish. But one day, it thought to itself, being a fish is dull. I wish I were a... I could fly around all day, up in the sky, in the clouds and the sun, and look down at the earth and see everything, and I'd feel so free and happy. And it looked up through the water at the bird and wondered what the bird was thinking. And what the bird was thinking was this. Being a bird is dull. I wish I were a... If I were a tiger, I could stalk around the jungle all day, smelling the jungle smells and catching smaller animals, lying down for long rests when I needed to and growling when I felt like it. I'd feel so free and happy. And it looked down from the sky at the tiger and wondered what the tiger was thinking. And what the tiger was thinking was this. Being a tiger is dull. Actually, this is mean. I shouldn't have put this in. <laughs> I wish I were a... <laughs> that was actually the best one. If I were a giraffe, I could stroll leggily around the plains all day nibbling the sweetest fruits from the tops of the trees and generally just being lanky and beautiful. I'd feel so suave. <laughs> and it looked all the way across the continent at the giraffe and wondered what the giraffe was thinking. And what the giraffe was thinking was this. Being a giraffe is dull. I wish I were a... If I were a snake, I could slither on my belly all day in the cool grass and be secret and quiet and stealthy and lose my skin every so often. I'd feel so private and scaly and languorous. And it looked down as far as it could into the, into the grass at the snake and wondered what the snake was thinking. And what the snake was thinking was this. Being a snake is dull. I wish... I were a... I wish I were a dog. If I were a dog, I'd have someone to bring me food and pat me, and I'd get to sit on the furniture and go for walks every day and have balls thrown for me, and I'd sleep all night in a safe, warm basket, and I'd feel so free and happy. And he looked through the windows of a house, and that was a snake. Basement windows, <laughs> what the dog was thinking. And what the dog was thinking was this. Being a dog is dull. I wish I were a... <laughs> <laughs> fish. 
I wish I were a fish. If I were a fish, I'd get to swim round in lovely cool water all day long and admire the smaller fishes and look at all the underwater plants and I'd always be cool and I'd never have to go to all that trouble of panting so much and I'd feel so free and happy. And he stared down into the pond and wondered what the fish was thinking. And I think we know what the fish was thinking. So that is the story. Now, do you remember your instruction from the beginning? Do you think they did quite well? Heads on your side and go, aww. <laughs> well done, grown ups. <laughs> do you want to stay for the next hymn? You do. Then we'll sing again. Our next hymn is number 193. Yeah. We laugh, we cry, we sing, we die, we live, we die. It may be sorry. It may be unfamiliar to some of you, so I've asked Mark, I hope I've asked Mark to play it through once first. So we can listen to it once and then we'll join in. In number 193.
people are leaving us now and they go with our blessing and we will see them at lunch. Sharma has volunteered to read to us. This being human is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival. A joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they are a crowd of sorrows, who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honourably. He may be clearing you out of some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Thank you, Shana. Fans of Radio 4 will be familiar with the game, One Song to the Tune of Another. <laughs> I'm singing hymn number 101, May I Use My Hands With Care but we're singing it not to the tune in the book. We're singing it to the tune Buckland, which again, Mark is going to play through for us once, so we're familiar with it. Hymn number 101. Because of course we're here with our bodies. But how 
often do we really think about that. This week, perhaps, we're going to think about it more than we usually do, or I very much hope that we are. But generally speaking, we go about our business not being particularly consciously aware of our bodies, unless they go wrong, and then it's genuinely hard to be aware of anything else. But this not being always aware of our bodies isn't mostly a bad thing, because in part, our bodies are here to do jobs for us, to get us about, to eat our food, to let us think thoughts, to help us interact with people. Without our bodies, even our flawed and aching and malfunctioning bodies, there wouldn't be anything of us. As tools and as vehicles, they're pretty amazing. But what other tool, what other vehicle brings us so much pleasure? All that sensual stuff, all the physical stuff, it's bodies, bodies, bodies. Most things we enjoy, most things we benefit from, we experience through our bodies. There is the sticky stuff, of course, the intimate stuff, the sweaty stuff, but there's also being rained on, feeling the sun on our face, having a massage, pulling on a really comfortable pair of socks, or taking off a really uncomfortable pair of shoes. Though I have a hint there, which is, don't put them on. <laughs> Cuddling a baby, smelling coffee, getting warm when you've been a bit too chilly, getting cool when you've been a bit too warm. That old cliche of the wind tugging your hair back slightly. Would anyone like to add anything to those bodily pleasures, the small ones? <laughs> Mindful that Mark's in the room. <laughs> All of those things. A good sneeze. A good sneeze, absolutely. Eating cherries. Eating cherries. Walking past a bakery, the smell. Walking past a bakery, or indeed into. <laughs> Going for a swim in the sea. Going for a swim in the sea. Yoga. Yoga. Chocolate. Chocolate. That was two people at once over there. <laughs> Your own pillow. <laughs> a hug. A hug. Summer breeze up on a um, on a summer's day. Summer breeze on a summer's day. <laughs> Hearing, Hearing music. Hearing music. <laughs> That's happened twice. Going to the toilet. Going. I'll ask Chris later to share a story on that matter with you. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just start talking. <laughs> there are all sorts of those pleasures that we think of, we do think of them, but we're not always aware that it is our body that is allowing us to do that. Our bodies are far more than just vehicles, just instruments for our lofty brains and our super spiritual souls. They can be bringers of great joy. 
bodies are very important. When someone dies, we often try to console ourselves with the fact that the body that's just died was just the vessel, just the place the person lived. And of course that's true to an extent. Energy cannot die. And even the most sluggish of us, even the most elderly, even the most physically compromised of us, is basically a little ball of energy held together with flesh. But still, if our bodies didn't matter, if the bodies of those we loved really didn't matter, we wouldn't mind nearly so much when somebody dies. And we do mind when someone's body no longer holds them. We mind an awful lot. There's a beautiful bit in Sesame Street where one of the characters has died and the adults are trying to explain it to Big Bird. They tell Big Bird that when people die, they don't come back. They can't. And somebody says, comfortingly, that Big Bird, we still have our memories of him. And Big Bird says, yeah, our memories, right. We can remember him and remember him and remember him as much as we want to. But I don't like it. It makes me sad. The fact that we're so sad when someone is no longer physically alive with us is probably all the proof we need that our bodies matter. They do matter. Even though some people say that with the increasing use of technology, they won't continue to do so. Now, some of you will know that I am not immune to the joys of Facebook, of, <laughs> of virtual communications, of the perils of it, but mainly the joys. I do not agree with anyone who says that online friendship and online communication is not real friendship or real communication. Brilliant though our physical bodies are, it's sometimes nice and actually more honest in some ways and more real to be able to chat without worrying about what you look like, without worrying about how someone is perceiving you. It is brilliant to have a really good, proper, sacred, genuine conversation when you're not physically self-conscious and that discomfort isn't getting in the way. Some of my deepest and most honest conversations aren't face-to-face. -face. Some of my closest friends, my chosen family, are people I rarely see, but with whom I communicate, truly communicate, online. Sometimes daily, sometimes at great length, but online. To some extent, that does away with the need for a physical presence, but we need our bodies for that. I use my fingers to type. I use my eyes to read. Even those people who manage to communicate brilliantly despite paralysis are using some part of their physicality. But in my case, I am blessed with the ability to use my hands to type. In fact, somebody once said, 
It's quite sexy watching Kate type and not look at the screen, let alone the keyboard. I will take it. <laughs> My typing is quite sexy. <laughs> Sorry. You know on Facebook there's that status that says it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, I'm not telling you. <laughs> Even for our online lives, we need our bodies. There are those who think that eventually we might not, that we can exist as transhumans. I do not have enough scientific know-how to know whether I believe that or not. But whether it's feasible or not, right now, what we are is encapsulated in these mostly glorious suits of skin. But they're not always glorious, are they? Sometimes they hurt, and sometimes bits of them fail, and sometimes they nearly let us down, and one day they will stop working. Some of us, I know, experience constant illness and discomfort, and days that consist entirely of pain and exhaustion. And if that's, not, if that's you, I am not about to tell you anything along the lines of, well, at least you're still here, and I'm certainly not going to say try and be positive. Not that anybody here needs my permission for anything, but some days the appropriate response to physical pain and discomfort and difficulties is to be angry and hurt and upset about it. You don't need my permission, but know that you have my blessing to feel those feelings. But what do we do about having been given these fascinating, frustrating, glorious, fun, messy, noisy vehicles? Without them, we wouldn't be. So what can we do? with that knowledge. I'm going to use some quite gaudy language here, and I know that that doesn't work for all of you, but I invite you to translate it into something that does. Likewise, know that when I talk about building the kingdom, you might call it the kingdom or just a better world. All of those translations work, but where I'm most comfortable is using words like God, and talking about the kingdom of God, or good. Any Unitarian sermon could go on about this stuff for yes. hours. <laughs> Work with me, and it needn't. <laughs> In the language that I'm comfortable with, God gave us our bodies. And God gave us our bodies for a reason. And that reason is the same as the reason we were given our brains, and our souls. The reason, I believe, that we were given all those things is to use them to make at least one tiny bit of the world a little bit better than it previously was, to build the kingdom. Just a tiny, tiny bit better, to make one person's life easier, happier, more bearable. To make one bit of the world cleaner, more sustainable. 
to ensure that the balance of our lives was for good. Because certainly we are going to do harm. But if we strive, and sometimes it is hard work, if we strive to make the balance even a tiny bit heavier towards the positive, then we're doing what I believe we're here for. And to do those things, we do need our bodies. Our bodies are phenomena. Whether, as we're told Jesus did, you see it as a temple, or whether, frankly, you've not treated it as kindly as you might, whether you've always known good health or whether you absolutely haven't, your body is a deeply sacred thing. You think about the things your body lets you do. It lets you be here. It lets you sing and pray and listen and laugh and chat and comfort and be comforted. Later on, we're going to sing that the body is sacred and it absolutely is. Messy, annoying, prone to giving up sometimes, but absolutely sacred. I'm ending with the words of St. Teresa of Avila. God has no body on earth now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which God looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which God walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which God blesses the world. Yours are the hands. Yours are the feet. Yours are the eyes. You are the body. God has no body now on earth but yours. Amen. <clears throat> Let's settle and listen to our musical interlude. <coughs>
Let's join in a time of prayer and reflection. Settle your body as comfortably as you're able to. Trust the floor and the pew to hold you. Put down anything that's causing your muscles to clench. You don't need it for the next few moments. And just settle. And let your frame do the work of holding you. Take a moment to breathe into the silence. Our breath is always with us. We can always come back to the breath, our anchor, our grounding, our freedom. Spirit of life and love. We are here, not just minds and hearts, but bodies too. We human beings, spirit and body joined together. On this day, we send out a prayer that every person every being may be safe and well in body and in spirit. May every person be well and may we treat every person with respect and kindness and love. On this day, when we consider the connections between our bodies and our spirits, we lift up our hope and aspiration that all people will live in freedom to give and guard their bodies as seems best to them, and to exercise their own powers of moral discernment around their creative potential. For all of us, may our physical being be a source of delight and well-being as we live in this world. May every being be safe and well in body and in spirit. May every person be well and may we be vessels of compassion for everyone we meet. <coughs> and now
be together in the quiet of this sacred space for a few moments with our own thoughts and prayers.
Let's join in our final hymn this morning, hymn number 139, Sacred the Body. Hymn number 139. And at the end of the hymn, I invite you, if you are standing, to remain standing for the benediction. Thank you. 